Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We're Molinadio here today in episode 347 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button. On today's episode of the podcast, I've got a kick-ass episode for you here today. And I try to every single week right here on The Hotter Show. I'm sitting down with Robert and Nick from Sticks and Stones, who are a phenomenal and kick-ass rock and roll band based out of Ontario, Canada. And we have a fantastic chat talking all about their start with music, their influences, the albums that really made them want to get into playing music, the early days of the band, some shows that they played. We talk a lot about endorsements and how those came to be and some cool moments they have had, as well as just some really fun moments from their career over the last little while and uh, some really in-depth gear talk as well, which I am always a big fan of because I am a huge gear nerd. It's a really fun chat with a lot of laughs. We really had a great time. So big shout outs again to Nick and Robert for being just such phenomenal guests. Sticks and Stones are a badass fan. And I know you guys are going to love every second of this chat. But before we jump in, I got to thank everybody for their support on last week's episode of the show. My chat with the homies Riley and Ev from Judgment. That was a lot of fun. Be sure to go back and check out that episode if you did not. And they still have a couple of shows left later on this week and this weekend if you guys are listening to this on Thursday on the 18th. So go check out Judgment because they are badass and definitely deserve your support. We are ready to roll into my chat here today with Nick and Robert from Sticks and Stones. Before we do, we're going to take a quick second to hear from the sponsors who are helping the hotter show grow. Let's check it out. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we got Nick and Robert from Sticks and Stones here. What's up, boys? How you doing? We're doing good, man. Doing How's good? it going? Oh, it's going fantastic. It's it's great to finally link up with you guys because the band Sticks and Stones has come up on this podcast quite a bit <laughs> so i figured it's high time we better uh we better to link up yeah 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 it's been a, it's been a long time coming yeah yeah for sure so first and foremost guys like i, I gotta just comment before we jump into the you know the classic influences and things of that nature yeah you got quite the setup over there man i'm very jealous <laughs> of the setup you guys are running how did like that all come to be did you guys just like start building it or is like how did that come to be with the studio set up over there well the studio so basically when covid hit uh, like bef- like 
when it first hit, we were upstairs in like a guest, like bedroom, our guest yeah. bedroom. No, so and my mom was like working under it because she had still had to work like online and stuff. So she got really annoyed. Oh, that's of even us even our playing uh, extremely loud. <laughs> even our like neighbor two doors down would come up. We're like doing a band practice, and you just he'll call him like, "Yo, you guys are rocking out. I can hear you." And he's like two houses down. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's cool, but it's yeah, cool, but yeah. <laughs> let's see what they're going to do. So, so my mom's like, yeah, so we're moving this. So, so summer, summer 20, uh, 2020, we, we came downstairs and we built, so basically this is like a third of our basement. So we just built a wall. Yeah. It used, built to, be, a wall. It used to be a bar. Yeah. Uh, where, where we're sitting used to be a big bar and now that moved, but, uh, so we we went and we soundproofed everything. We put like acoustic acoustic panels everywhere. So and basically by midsummer of like 2020, we basically had uh, like a decent like recording setup going on here. And what's really cool is that because we have enough space, we could like track drums. And because of this space here, I can almost have like my own like little control room and stuff. And then since then, it's been a lot of gear, <laughs> like buying yeah. a lot of gear. <laughs> You can, we, you can, we were talking about that before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can even just hear the the like the uh, progression of gear throughout like our demos. If you're like the early demos, and it's like one room mic and the drums playing, and then you come now and we have like the SC Arena pack and everything, and it's like sounds really sick. Yeah. Even the progression from the first video I heard you guys in, which was the Gojira cover. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to like Addicted to Pain. It's yeah. like it, it's not like this because the like, everything on uh, the Gojira code was was awesome. Like it sounded yeah. great, and you guys killed it. On it, obviously goes without saying. Thank you. <laughs> but Thank then you. going to the addicted to pain cover, it's just like that little bit of a level up. Like every time you guys upload something, I'm always like, oh yeah. okay. Like there's constant. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. you see b- bands upload covers and stuff to YouTube. It's like. They all kind of like are just always kind of the same level of, and that's not a bad thing. You get to a certain yeah. point, but it's yeah. like it's really cool to watch the progression when you go back, yeah. even to just the last nine months or so. Yeah, I find yeah. That, like that's really important progression, even especially because we're young. So just to even like go back and watch, it's a uh, like when you cringe at your old playing, it's sometimes a good thing because you go, oh, I can't believe I played like that. And then you watch a video now and you're like, oh, I play I play so much better. And then five years from now, you go check back and like, oh, I can't believe I played like that. Dude, I sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. That's that's just life in general, man. Like I, yeah. I look yeah. at stuff even in my own world with the podcast that I did even like four years ago and I'm like, ooh, like, jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's we good know to have feeling. that attitude. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to know that like you're always progressing and stuff, right? So even – just like yeah, like the, for like as you said, the addicted to pain cover, and even we just since the addicted to pain cover. First of all, it helps when you have two people who can record themselves well and yes. play really well. Well, so and, that uh, really helps. Nick like just self taught himself with YouTube videos and stuff to mix, so he was kind of learning as we were going. And after every cover, you can hear the mixing is getting better. And yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's very important for like these covers and stuff. Yeah, because I mean. I, I didn't go I don't go to school for this right I go to school for biochemistry so completely different world from audio so basically yeah it's just YouTube videos and if, if, even if you go like I go back to like the very first like cover we posted which I think was like like last last year a year and a half ago maybe even two years ago and it's like I go back and it's like oh <laughs> like it just sounds so underwater and everything's so like gross and it's like oh yeah, it's terrible. But the, the, the yeah, funny bro. thing with that is when every time Nick mixes something, he like he's like, "Oh, this is so sick," and he plays it like eight hundred <laughs> times. So like, like that addicted to pain cover. He, I swear there was a like a time gap before we posted it, and it being done was about three days. I heard this song at least a hundred times, at least minimum. <laughs> Nick was just playing it yeah. on these speakers, the one upstairs, in the car, on the phone, with headphones on. You got to make sure the mix is right, bro. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Yeah, I yeah, get exactly. it. <laughs> I gotta no. check it on everything. Yeah, everything, honestly, yeah. when I when I do when I do especially like the mixing, I I get addicted, right? So I I ha and then the he uh, said and then, it. And then yeah, the pain no. the, 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 the pain comes when you upload it to Instagram and the audio <laughs> quality just decreases. Yeah. Ah, uh, I like I like that tail end there. That was yeah. good, man. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> he threw it up and you you whacked yeah, it out of the you, park. That's good. Yeah. No, but for real, like I get obsessed. Like I have to make sure everything's like as per as good as I can make it before i put it out and that helps too with getting better and better right because you start to hear things more 
but yeah, developing your ears. That's it. Exactly it. Like when you're, you're listening to something and it's like, Oh man, I got, I got to lower the the mids on that. Or I got like, I know nothing about production, which is yeah. hilarious. Cause you know, I'm a <laughs> podcaster, but like, it's so, like, I'll listen to something. And I'll be like, Ooh, that sounds tinny. How do I make that less tinny? And it's yeah. like, as you just progress, it's just like, Oh man. Oh man, that Tom sounds whack. We got to fix that. We got to, we got to yeah. figure that out or all. I can't believe even just with recording, you know, like any friends of mine I have who I would watch record and things like that back in the day, like I'd be watching them and they, and it would be like the perfect take. Right. And yeah. It would just be like, Oh, I got to do it over again. I'm like, dude, that was perfect. It's like, no, nah, man, on the, on the, the third bar of the second verse, I, I, I you know, I didn't angle my pick right. So it, it's going to sound super weird and just <laughs> yeah. little things I, I like that. I know what you mean, you because especially yeah. with drums, when you need to get the snare consistency and you just whack a rim on one of the shots and it, and it just hits rim and you just hear it <laughs> clack off the rim. You're like, ah, in the middle of the take. Yeah. Followed by audible. Ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or nothing's worse than when your iPhone runs out of storage or whatever you're recording with runs out of storage and you're like that was a sick take let's go check it out and you see one minute and they're like oh god yeah dude there's nothing worse no nothing (laughs) nothing when it comes to recording yeah so going back when did you guys start to play music how did this whole journey begin for you and when did you start recording yourselves i'd love to hear about all that so pretty much like 2014 well, I, we, I started playing guitar when I was seven and he started playing drums when he was seven. And there's a two year gap between us. So he's two years older. So, yeah. yeah. And so we started doing lessons. And then in 2014, the music school that we were at, which is uh, musician's choice or drummer's choice, whatever you want to call it, um, it, they had this school of rock program, which is basically they got a bunch of students and they'd like form bands. So in 2014, we, 2014 st- we did that. 2014, 2014. That's why on the, on our stickers and stuff, it says ES 2014, or even on the, the any of our logos, it says that because that's really when we started playing as a band, yeah. right? That's when the Sticks and Stones name was made. Yeah. But and you want to tell the story? thing. Because we, we got, somehow, somehow, it's like, oh, we formed this band. It's like, oh, sick. And we go rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. We get there to, on the day. What's our band name? <laughs> and one of the instructors <laughs> turned to us like, do you guys have a band name? And I don't know where I pulled this from. I just said sticks and stones. And then it, it kind of just stuck from there. Yeah. That's actually crazy. It's like the, I, I'm being reminded of like the, the scene in the original Spider-Man. It's like, what's your name, kid? The human spider. The human spider. Yeah. Like, no, that sucks. Spider-Man. Like, yeah, what's yeah. your name, guys? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much exactly. It was like, we were at the end of the set and it was just like, wait, what are we going to say our band name is? Our sticks and stones. Okay. <laughs> okay we'll work with that yeah so we did we we did this the school of rock thing all the way up until uh like mid 20 like summer of 2019 until we booked our our first gig at at spot one uh which is a bar here in brampton and yeah so they gave us our first gig and then from there it's just been we've been 2019 up until covid shut everything down in 2020 it was like almost like live shows almost like weekly we were playing shows and even if you, if when we look back at them now, we kind of cringe two years, like three years later almost. And it's like, oh, but I mean, that's when it really started to, that's when we really started to be serious about playing like gigs and getting paid and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Right. So that's when it really started was like uh, summer of 2019. And then once COVID hit, that's when we started doing the whole recording. Yeah. So it started up in... <laughs> So it started up in that room, <laughs> in, in in the bedroom. So, but the funny thing was I had the laptop in my bedroom, but we recorded drums in the other bedroom. So what I had to do is I had to like take my laptop over into the, into the other room where the drums were, put, put up on. a microphone and hope, hope to God that it sounded okay, <laughs> which it never did because it was, it was just terrible. But, but yeah, there's one room, Mike, what was it? It was in, it was like an audio interface mic or something that you had. Yeah, it was it was, it was a like it was a, a crappy mic, right? It was but, like a low end. Yeah, it was like a really low end microphone and stuff. But that's that's how we started. And then once we built this down here, I bought like a nice set of a decent set of studio monitors and started to really try and learn how to record myself and record band, record our band and tra- like track demos. And even we might even track our next like couple like songs here, like our next record, and then maybe send it off to get mixed or something. But yeah, so it's coming. Learning to record ourselves has come in very handy. 
and it pretty much COVID. COVID's the reason that that I started doing you this play live shows. Thing. So yeah, because it's like the next best thing is record yourself doing a cover and post it online. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, it's learning that you know that this is a situation that we've been through the last couple of years now. You know, yeah, yeah. that like uh, so many artists and bands like they just like they didn't know what to do, and there's really the only thing you could do was almost kind of just put the work in that way. Right. And try and, yep. well, what yep. can we do to better our brand and ourselves as musicians and be more valuable to our bands so that when we are able to get going again, it's like, we never miss a beat, right? It's finding, yep. it's finding the things you can do. And it's, I'm glad that you guys were able to do that. Yeah. Yep. Well, and actually for us, because we weren't super serious, like touring and stuff, it didn't impact us that bad. It did because we lost a lot of gigs, but what, what the COVID actually in a way kind of helped because we through like Instagram and through like just social media in general and doing all these covers and stuff, it, we actually got to know a lot of people through that. So like, even when we did our, our first, like our first EP, so we found out uh, through I think it was Instagram or even just online I think my dad was searching through and he he saw um, this thing called bandwagon which was uh, Leon Harrison from the lazies and John Harvey from monster truck and even Ryan Roxy from Alice Cooper but I'll get there in a second and um, so we saw this thing and we did it because it was like like it's a mentor they, they're doing like a mentorship thing yeah. right and we need to help with the songwriting because we got we got to a point where it was like we could do it an instrumental song and then as soon as the lyrics came we're like okay we have to write lyrics and then nothing yeah just absolutely nothing so they really helped us with that and so because of covid we didn't have any stress of okay we have to finish these songs like like by this date and we have to do this and we have to work around doing all these different gigs and stuff it was like really good because we were able to really concentrate on that stuff and through bandwagon we met ryan roxy who i've now become like he's become my mentor so he's and ryan roxy's helped me out like crazy he's such a super cool dude and he actually he helped with uh one of the songs i don't remember which one it was through bandwagon <laughs> it was a trial by fire one yeah of songs that i don't just didn't make it make it to the ep yeah it was just too different he, like he was... got on a sinking ship it was it was yeah <laughs> the song was not going anywhere and then the, and then leon just goes hey guys we're gonna bring uh, ryan roxy from alice cooper in. and we're like oh sick and like what song are we doing trial by fire oh god yeah it's like, <laughs> oh no not oh, anyone no. but that one yeah I, just, I don't think there's enough flex tape to fix that sinking ship man. <laughs> 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 yeah flex tape <laughs> No, yeah, but even but through and then Ryan helped with like doing like social media things. I went on some of his like live streams and um just in general like doing things with Ryan, doing things with other people, collaborating through these covers with a bunch of different hey, awesome artists. We're actually working on a couple covers right now that are in the works currently. We've got something coming up with Ryan Roxy that we're doing. We've got something that's coming up with a couple other artists that we're doing. So it's it's going to be really cool. And social media and actually COVID kind of helped that right yeah, the internet presence for us yeah exactly right it, it, it is funny how that there was that side of it <clears throat> right for bands like yeah. yourselves where you know you weren't quite at that level yet where the touring is like your Intense, livelihood yeah. so you're able to build your brand a bit and who knows maybe these opportunities wouldn't have happened if you weren't stuck at home so to speak right yeah, yeah exactly shows every every weekend yeah because then also like guys like leon and moss truck who are touring all the time they probably would have been busy right yeah right so it would have it's and then it, like it's just i don't know one door closes another opens i guess right so it's the best way to look at it and it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely a good attitude to have especially because it was hard man like, it was just yeah oh, fair i talked to some people that like man, this was our year, like, you know, and like, just, I, I hated hearing it, but then to see bands like yourselves, I don't know if benefits quite the right word, maybe so, because again, maybe those people wouldn't have been sitting at home. I mean, I got some pretty cool interviews myself out of it, so I'm pretty happy about that, yeah. but um, that's really cool to hear. But also one cover I wanted to make sure I, I brought up because it was actually uh, the cover that. So when I had Christian from um, 
The one in the chamber. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. How did I forget his? Ba- I was literally <laughs> just about to say one in the chamber. I, I say it so I I say it I type I don't type out one in the chamber when I talk about them. So uh, yeah. it's like oh I oh, oh I T C yeah. So, yeah, yeah yeah right right right. So I short form it because that's how much yeah. I talk about them. Yeah. But um, shoutouts to them. Uh, yeah. He's a, a wonderful dude, and he had he was getting ready to go record the system of a down cover with you guys. Yeah yeah um, yeah. He was that one was fun. Like. Dude, I he was so excited. Like I'm sure you guys could tell. Like he's <laughs> yeah, a great yeah. guy and a killer player, but like man, he was so excited to come hanging and record yeah. it. And then to find out as well that Andy's hopping on too. Yeah. Which yeah. was like, what? Andy's doing system of a down? Like <laughs> yeah. what is I remember I saw that and I was like, what is going on over there? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was like, I think was it was it Andy that suggested to do system of a down? Oh, I don't remember. I think I think it might have been. I I might be wrong. It may I, have been me. It, it might have been Robert. I was listening to a lot of System of a Down in that time, but and I was like, hmm, because Andy Andy's like, yeah, I'll, let's let's do it. And I'm like, shit, nice. Because <laughs> he like, murdered. He did it. He did it so well, man. He did. I was like, I'm a huge fan of his voice, and like, yeah. I but like, I was like. I don't know, man. It's he's he's a rock singer, right? Yeah. He's a rock and roll singer. He's got that grit. And I was like, I don't know, man. And then this that first verse, I'm like, get out of here. Come oh my on. God. Like yeah. murders. And then obviously you you backing up when you do, like obviously yeah. you guys just fit so well together. But yeah, I was like, dude, that's <laughs> and then rude. and then the, the the alligator cameo. Oh thing. the alligator. Yeah. Yes. The alligator with, toy, yeah. With the ad libs. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> The no, gator cases, but it was. I knew the cover was going to be really good when the literally the first take because when Andy was in here, because I was a little bit skeptical too. I'm like, Andy's a rock singer, I'm curious to see how, how he sings this. And I went and I clicked record. And first take, I was like, Holy shit, this sounds really good! And so, I, I really appreciated the fact that he didn't like he showed up as Andy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's got the yeah. he didn't show up like. Okay, I gotta look like a uh, like. I mean, System of a Down, one of those bands that you don't have to like act like I'm a metal guy. Playing, yeah, right? yeah. Because that's just System of a Down. But like, I just really, Came with the I pit really vipers. appreciated that cover. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then we had we uh, we had the um, bar down logger. Yeah, the bar. Yes, uh, I was gonna say you show it with bar down logger. Yeah. I'm like, that's what you want to see when Annie comes yeah. on the scene, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it was pretty good awesome. It was like, and we we were here, and we're like, hold on, Andy, we have. We have some, we have some like, uh, uh, bar down lager. We have like, we have the Just put it in the, the back. Yeah, the jugs. We're like, and, and he's like, holy shit, yeah, we should put those in the video. So, boom, right there, and we put them in. Actually, yeah, talk about that. that. I gotta go pick up some more, man. I gotta go drive down the taps to go pick Bro, me up. Bro, I gotta more. drive down because, <laughs> like, I'm in Peterborough, so like, it's it's a it's a it's a journey for me yeah. to go down. But like, man, I want it so. Is it is it good? Because I've I haven't oh, had yeah. it before. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's actually really okay. good. I'm not the biggest fan of like craft beers, but I really like mm-hmm. that. It was good. It had like I a... don't know why I said, "Oh yeah," like I drank it before. I'm <laughs> I'm not not of age. I was gonna say, "How old are like, you?" Anyway, oh yeah, it's a was, couple was, years. Was, I'm like, ah, I was chugging that. I, I, you know, whatever. It's a... <laughs> I was like, "Wait a second. I caught myself there. I'm like, "Yeah, it was good." No, my my dad and, and Nick said it was good, so I was just you okay. know, I, I wasn't gonna say anything. going I was from their expertise. It, what was cool is it had like a hint of rose in it. It wasn't like really obvious, but it had that like mm. little bit of taste. Like it was really good. Yeah, like, I really love good. my loggers, so I'm like, man, I gotta yeah. get down there. Yeah, but yeah, one day, one day, I'll I'll, I'll make a trip down. But because there's there's just this awesome scene in that kind of area. Yeah, there's just all these just uh, killers, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like like you guys and obviously revive the rose, uh, one in the chamber, dropped off alibi. Like I always forget a band whenever I'm listing everybody, but like you kind yeah. of all in that like. Like you're like you're southern Ontario, but like up a little more from yeah, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. area. <laughs> yeah, we're like mid southern Ontario. Yeah, it's just crazy. There's all this just this wicked, wicked freaking talent. But I'm curious with you guys, um, as far as like bands that got you into music, like where did that start for you guys with music? Like, what were some of the first bands that you ever heard, and what bands kind of made you go? Yo, I want to pick up an instrument. You want to go first? Uh, okay. 
Well, uh, our parents listened to rock. My mom used to play Metallica all the time, so I feel like Metallica is probably a early influence. Also, the whole soundtrack for Guitar Hero, um, got yeah, kind of got you into no it. Shame. And then uh, yeah. I got into drums from Animal from the Muppets because I was a I was a little bit of a, a maniac when I was a kid. So I saw him just going crazy. I was like, I want to do that. I'm like, sign awesome. and it was so funny because I was like so uncoordinated as a kid. Like I was so clumsy. I was falling over. Like I, I split my head open on a round table somehow as a kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, man, I split my head open on a round and table. And then I was just like, it's what? it's a good idea to, to go play drums. That was the most random thing ever. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I just, I don't know. It was kind of. That's okay. That's okay, man. I got a bowling ball dropped in my head when I was like 12. So whatever. <laughs> oh my it's, God. It wasn't even like in a fun way. It just slipped out of someone's hand. And I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I hear you, man. (laughs) No. So, yeah, Animal and uh, just the the rock. Just growing up listening to rock from my parents kind of got me into it. For me, it was Metallica for sure. Uh, G&R and Van Halen. Just Van Halen (laughs) 1 was just like a massive album, like for me. Van Halen won an appetite and then like the black album. And then later on when I got into like the early Metallica stuff, like injustice for all kill them all, all the, like the earlier stuff, pre black album. It's just, yeah, that's what I think Kirk Hammett was the first Kirk Hammett slash and, and EVH were definitely the, the three that really like made me want to get into guitar. So like, like big time. And especially, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I like to think you, you can kind of hear a little bit of that influence in some of, some of my playing, especially like the, the slash and EVH stuff. Cause I think like some of my solos, I do like all the, the tapping, especially in some of our new stuff. There's all kinds of like all tapping stuff that I did. And it's, it's very, very, very Eddie Van Halen like <laughs> because for the he's... rock stuff, I for sure hear it. I don't know if I hear enough wah for Kirk, but we'll, uh, we'll let <laughs> that go. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have, I have uh, a Kirk Hammett signature guitar that he, I met, I met him, I met Kirk and he signed it for me, which was really cool. Really? And, uh, now, do yeah. you have the, cause I'm a huge ESP guy. Like yeah. that's my, that's like my brand, man. So I got, I got yeah. it. I, is it, is it an, a, is it like an ESP or is it an no, LTD? It's an, it's I love an LTD. LTD too. It's okay. an LTD. Yeah. Which one is it? I got to ask now, you know, I got to okay, ask. Okay. Now he's going, he's going to go check. We're we're doing live play by play here. Nick so has too many guitars. Guitar. When he has to go double check, he's going to check the inventory. So, so okay, so how many guitars is he rocking? Like oh how many guitars God. are in that freaking basin right now? Uh, a lot. Quick estimate, a lot. Oh, that's gorgeous! You guys, this is an audio podcast, but yeah, yo, that's oh, gorgeous. And then he signed the the headstock there. That's awesome. The neck through. Oh. Yeah. It plays God, like butter. Gorgeous. I'm just not a big fan of the pickups in this thing. I'm a Seymour Duncan guy. Yeah, I was gonna say that might be a little hot for the yeah his because I think he's he's rocking the, I think he's still rocking the 8160 if I'm not mistaken. I know him and James were for a long time, but now James has yeah. the, the hat set because well, actually know, those are for... those so both both Kirk and James have their own signature uh, right. EMGs now. So, this, so those this, are like the, the Kirk Hammett in it. the Kirk Hammett Bone Breakers they're called. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm so out of the loop now on guitar stuff, man. I used to be <laughs> back when I was at the music store. I used to just be able to ride this stuff off, man, yeah. especially ESB stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, yeah. So anyway, the Max Calvera signature comes with a Seymour Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Honestly, it's <laughs> guitar Siri at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. But so with um with like influences and stuff like that, like. When you started to take lessons, because I always find this interesting when when I speak with people who who went the lesson route, yeah. Because I I never did because I had this weird thing where I was like, oh, and it's like so lame to say. I hate that I used to think <laughs> like this when I was a kid, but like I'm like, man, if I take lessons, I'm gonna become that player. You guys ever uh, ever deal with those kind of anxieties, or you just were always no? Nah, it's just I. I like you, you take lessons for the, te- just to learn the technique. And yeah, you can, I guess if, if you have like a, a teacher that you really admire, I guess you might take some stuff from them. Yeah. So, but honestly, it's more for the technique. Like even my, my singing lessons now, like I've been doing singing lessons for uh, like two years, almost, I think it's almost two years, maybe even over that. And uh, actually, no, I think it's two years coming in like September, but with uh, my vocal teacher, uh, Faulkner Abraham, he's crazy, but he, 
we had to he had to kind of take me out of uh a, trying to sound like miles kennedy <laughs> because he was like a massive right. he, like like when i because like he's has like the perfect vocal sound in my opinion it's just like perfect it's got and so anyway i wanted to mimic that but he's yeah. like he's like no <laughs> I love the hand I'm motion glad, on that. No. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he did it too, because I'd be like, "Come, I'm coming from school, go take a nap." Nick's downstairs singing "Alter Bridge" right up, right, right under me. Yeah. I Which just I mean, I Miles think. Kennedy impression. Yeah, I think when you're starting out, like you're always going to, you're going to mimic your favorites. I think that's, I think that's yeah. part yeah. of the journey. I mean, I think I had the same conversation with Mike from the Jailbirds. Um, yeah. Like where it's like. I remember him saying something along. I'm totally paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of like, dude, I have like a, a boring, clean voice. I kind of have to sound like Miles Kennedy, like outlay of a choice. Like, it's just like, <laughs> once you start singing like that, like he's like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm totally paraphrasing him at this point, but he was like, I, I have yeah. to like kind of sound like him, but yeah, you you've got this cool yeah. thing where, yeah, I can kind of, he- I hear the Hetfield a bit too. Like yeah. when you're, when you're going grit, I, I hear it. I'm like yeah. okay. Hepfield was Hetfield the first. Happened. Was the first uh, yeah. vocal influence. Well, we used to do a lot of Metallica covers. Yeah, right. When we played bars. Oh yeah, I think I, I think I saw a Freight Ends of Sanity video or something pop oh, up my, on top, oh, that, and I was like, "That's cool." That, yeah. that, that song to play live was insane. Oh, that man. was so hard. That was so. <laughs> they weren't even like man. playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I they know. Don't play it. Yeah, I, and I, that was the first time I had to use my uh, DTX. I remember because I was gonna play like the um, Wizard of Oz sound, like the Oh We Oh. No, and then I remember the second time we—I I think it was the second time we did—we did—we uh, did it. I forgot the power cable to the DTX, and I was like, "So I'm like, okay, I got the pad, I got my, I got this cable, this cable, and then I forgot the power cord, and I'm like, oh, and then that, that song is just missing the, and it's just so empty in the beginning. I'm like, oh god, it's just you sitting there yelling, I'm just like, going, oh, just oh, oh, in the back with no, with no mic either, just in the oh, back. Bro, you got to just make it happen, man. It's part of the gig, you know. You got to yeah. make it happen. <laughs> just a bunch of guys just screaming, "Oh, we!" Yeah, I feel like that'd be pretty hype, to be honest. I'm gonna say, I try to get the would. crowd going. Like, come yeah. on, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, you don't even start the song. Mean, just go, "Oh, we!" for like an hour. It's the whole bar. How was, at least you didn't forget your drumsticks or something I, like that. You know. True. Dude, I mean, I've, somehow, I've, somehow I forgot. I forgotten. Uh, I brought my whole hi hat. I forgot the hi hat rod. Some somehow. Oh no! And then what are you I even do in that situation? Just well, try and find luckily, another. Luckily, my it was like this was like early, so we were doing sound checks. So I set up, and luckily my dad was going back home to get my mom, so he went and got it. But I was like, <laughs> I'm setting up. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. I'm like, where's the rod? <laughs> Like, something, like, hmm, like, something's like, missing so here. Like, something is something missing. does not look good here. Something is a miss. Huh? Yeah, this I was like, all of my cutting to figure this out. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way. I was like searching like the the bar at that point. I was like digging in my bag like five times. Like I know it's not there. Let me just go check again. I'm like, there's no way I forgot a hi hat rod. It's like this. It's like if Nick forgot like a, I don't know. I was about to say guitar, guitar with no strings, but that's kind of, that's almost sillier. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess if you forget, I, then again, I had someone come into the store once and say, dude, I'm playing a set in 15 minutes next across the street and I have no strings on my guitar. And I was like, uh, oh like what? <laughs> dude, I don't even know how it happened, man. Can you help me? And I was like, I got you. I don't know. They like, just, yeah, they just weren't there. They got, they yeah. ran, they ran. Dude, they ran away, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. But talking, I want to talk a little bit about gear and stuff like that because you guys have, I, I just keep seeing these posts ever since I've been following you guys of a new endorsement from this company and this company. Yeah. Like what's, I mean, not that you guys don't deserve it. Let me be clear. I think you guys are, are freaking awesome. But like how does this keep happening? Like it's just, is it just like, like I'm always curious for like endorsements and stuff like that. Like how, how does that even come to be? It's, it's kind of a weird thing because it's kind of based on like, I mean, you kind of have to like make a relationship with the, like the company right. in a way. So like knowing, knowing like people, like the, like people in the company that can get you the endorsement and making a relationship with them is, is very yeah. important because, and especially, and also doing a lot of covers and stuff so you can show their products and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird because like I've 
I've tried to get endorsements like all kinds and I've like I've been declined on certain ones. I mean, I like the endorsements I have now better anyway, but but uh <laughs> but I mean that's pretty easy to say when you have Gibson as as one of I was just about to say, I mean being a Gibson artist, I mean I guess that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that one <laughs> that one it was like I had applied the the way I got my the, the Gibson thing was was kind of weird. So Gibson has this like mentorship program called the G3. So I think it was 20, 2021 uh, around well, April, March, no, March, March. And about, about March, I, they had um, like auditions, I guess, for it. So I applied and uh, I didn't get in. But then around some early August uh, last year, I, I just woke up check my phone in the morning saw a uh, email from the president of gibson caesar geki and he's like oh we think you I, I saw your video i think you're a really great guitar player uh and we we want to make you a, a actual gibson artist he said we think you're past the the g3 mentorship stage and we think you're ready to become a full-blown gibson artist and i freaked <laughs> out man i was in my underwear i ran downstairs jumped down the stairs mom dad i got it <laughs> you know that's like, awesome. Like a little kid like on Christmas, Christmas morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the same, the same. <laughs> Just to go from thinking, oh man, I can't believe I didn't get this. Like what? Like, yeah. Cause I have a sip that, that kind of has to be a bummer when it's like a mentorship. Like, cause like yeah. you're, I mean, like you're a great player, dude. Like you've got, I know enough really talented cats that when I see someone and I, I watch their playing and I'm just like, okay, like this, this little thing separate a, pretty good guitar player and a guitar player like of your caliber like the vibe your vibrato and stuff like it's thank just you. yeah it's another level man <laughs> yeah thank you i appreciate it but yeah but so when that gibson thing happened like i freaked out and i mean we originally like he invited me down to go check out because at that at that time the gibson garage had like just came out which is like their flags uh, their flagship store in nashville and uh but because of covid restrictions like because you know you had to do all the testing and the oh, border yeah. was closed for a long time so i didn't i didn't want to chance it so i ended up going uh a couple months in back may. in yeah. may um and i so I, I flew down there and i got to watch um i went to watch shine down i watched gojira i watched megadeth right that's and awesome what was cool is I got to meet like everybody at Gibson and actually um, JC, the president of Gibson, he signed my, the guitar case for my less, my, my Les Paul standard. And he signed like, cause Gibson's come with like a, a picture of the guitar from the factory in the case. And he went and he signed that too. And he was just such a super cool, uh, super cool dude. And then I actually got to watch the Megadeth show from the Gibson box in the Bridgestone arena. <sighs> Which is really, That's really ballin', cool. man. Yeah. So that was really cool. And I got to meet like Richie Faulkner there too. He's like freaking, he's such a nice guy. And didn't you meet uh, Ray Lazier like just going to the bathroom or something? Yeah, at the Gojira show. I was I was on my way to the bathroom. I'm like, wait, that's Ray Lazier from Corn. <laughs> what? The hell so are you I'm doing like, here? <laughs> he's just hanging dude, out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, in Nashville, I swear everybody's just there. Like yeah. everybody's, everybody's just, just hanging Nashville. out. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that was a that was a hell of a trip. And what's cool is I got to I actually when I went down to the Gibson garage because I've been getting uh, mentored uh, for the past couple months by Megadeth guitar player Kiko Lareo. So when I got that, when I went down to the Gibson garage, I was like, hey, Kiko, because they because Megadeth was obviously playing in Nashville. So I was like, hey, Kiko, uh, you going down to the Gibson garage today? He's like, yeah, I'll be there in like an hour. Come meet me down there. So I got to, so me and Kiko got to hang out in the Gibson garage and test out a bunch of like custom shop guitars. And it was really cool. <laughs> what, what was, I have to ask, what was the coolest one you played while you were there? Oh, the coolest one I played was probably the 1950, I think it was 58, 58. or 59. I think it was 58 uh, Karina Explorer. Which was like, there's like only 19 of them ever made. Yeah. So it was really like that guitar was Dude. insane. And then I got to play uh, Cesar Gekian's personal uh, 59 Les Paul, which is actually the, they call it, he calls it the Gemini because it's the serial number before Kirk Hammett's greeny guitar. Okay. It's like literally just before it on the, like on the production yeah. line, it was literally the guitar like right before it. So it's like, it was like that guitar was really cool too. And it sounded amazing. Even just like acoustically, just playing, just playing it without being plugged into an app. It just sung. 
So those two were definitely, definitely the highlights of uh, of the guitars I played. Yeah, that's freaking sweet. So, so being a Gibson artist, what are you? Uh, what What are you playing right now? What are your axes of choice? A lot. Not too hey, bad. Not too bad. I've got like my flying V. I've got my two Les Pauls, and I've got my flying my flying V. Um, and if I need like a guitar for a show, like a, like well, for when that. we play when we open for John Five, I hit up Gibson. They sent me an uh, SG um, to play for that gig. So what's really cool about Gibson is I could so say if I have we have like fly dates somewhere, like if we're playing in Nashville, I don't have to travel with my stuff. I can just go down there and be like, right. yeah, I I, I, I need some. a guitar. So that's that's the that's that's one of the probably the coolest thing about being uh, about like gear wise about being a Gibson is that it's you know easy like it's accessible it's accessible right yeah. because they're such just a call, big company just the fact that you're calling up Gibson and just say oh, I need a guitar for this show that's just wild <laughs> to me that's just like what yeah <laughs> like, how does you know what happened if I call up Gibson and was like listen I need a guitar they'd be like how did you get this number who are you with an egg? <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's really cool to be even like just to be able to say that i'm i am a gibson artist and i endorse gibson guitars and i feel like that that for you at least that helped you a lot with uh the other endorsements yeah it helps a lot with other endorsements when i go up to companies or if i just anything it just gives you know it gives you that okay he's a serious musician there's some credibility yeah exactly you've got you've you've got a yeah, you got credibility. It's it's very attractive to see Gibson artist. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So, what do you? I, I have to. Then, obviously, the next question I have to ask as a gear nerd. So, what do you? What are you rocking for strings? For strings, I'm. I've got this uh, string endorsement with these awesome strings called uh, Sit Strings. Stay in tune strings. Yes. So, uh, I use uh, their medium light uh, power wound nickel strings, which are 11s to 50s. So I use uh, a very heavy gauge string. I was about to say, because you're. So what, what do you tune to then? Um, we have songs and a bunch of different tunings. For the most part, our rock stuff is in E flat. Okay. Um, but we've got like a we've got one song that's in like D standard. We've got a couple songs that are in drop C sharp. Well, all, all the songs in the first EP were in, yeah. All the E-flat. songs in the first EP E flat, but uh, some of the new stuff is uh, a bit heavier, so it's in like a low, lower tunings. And uh, I was de- we were debating making a song uh, in drop A, which is like really low. <laughs> but, you don't uh, even need it, bro. You know, that's what but, everyone's doing. Go higher. Go yeah, up. Honestly. Go back to standard. Yeah. Like there's nothing harder than when I hear a good riff in like standard duty now, and I'm yeah. like, yo. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah, standard tuning or E flat because the E flat thing is big for me because all the my f- favorite minus Metallica they're mainly in E standard, but like all my favorite eighties everything in the eighties was just drop uh, E flat right. So so that's where I like the, I like the sound of the guitar in E flat, but that's just me. But even but the thing is, if I go up to E with like this heavy of a string, I kind of have to like play a couple days before it doesn't hurt my hands anymore yeah that's that is heavy for that is heavy for uh for an e even for you know even for just like a strictly rhythm player i couldn't imagine trying to play leads and stuff with a yeah an 11 standard that'd be that takes some time yeah it does it takes some time but what's good about it is i play i play my guitar really really hard especially live so it's like in this when what i was finding when i was playing tens or even nines i never really played nines i didn't like them but when i was playing tens i found like live especially in the studio was fine but uh live i was like over bending and it was like just i play too hard live for that string so that's why i went up to the 11s and i pretty much stay there all the time now so that that's, that's my strings sweet. <laughs> and then obviously the next question leading into that what are we rocking for amplifiers what do you got going um I've got. I think you're gonna be happy with this question. <laughs> I've got a couple. I've got a couple amplifiers. I've got a, a fifty nineteen nineties PV fifty one fifty head the original. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. I've got the. I don't have the block letter, but I have the signature, which is like like the next uh, iteration of that amp, but it still sounds really nice. So nice. <laughs> I got that. I've got my um, Marshall Plexi. I've got a uh, my 
actually it's my grandpa's 70 i believe it's a 73 silver face twin reverb uh my fender i've got a a marshall 4x12 an orange 2x12 um you know i've got a couple of the rev stuff so i've got like the the g20 and the the matching 212 for it so because i've got (laughs) an endorsement deal with rev because the same it's actually it's not directly with rev it's through um company uh wb gear yeah yeah shout out to yeah. hoogie so so through wb gear is sit strings rev uh intune picks which i use all the time and we actually i have my where's where's my i got anyway i got i was about to say i'm sure custom, you've got a signature pick come on yeah it's not yeah. it's not it's, it's, a, it's a sticks and stones, stones one. it's sticks and stones oh, okay. pick right so it's like the, it's got our <laughs> two different logos on either side it's like a white it's basically it's pretty much like the same as like a standard tortex by dunlop 1.14 millimeter because that's what i was using before um but yeah and then there's all kinds of stuff prestige guitars which make really they make really nice guitars uh a friend of mine todd kearns he he uses he's got a signature prestige bass and guitar um so that's and they both sound really good yeah <laughs> there's those a couple are other there's, and there's a couple yeah. other things that through wb gear that are really nice um but yeah that's probably that that's where i get a lot of my um you know my musician stuff that is actually very necessary like you don't need four ants but you need some strings right <laughs> exactly right you need strings you need picks you know you need it's uh stuff to keep keep it going the necessities right? yeah um and then i got the the se microphones endorsement which i'm really happy with um se electronics microphones are the best in my opinion um like even right now i'm speaking into the me and robert are both speaking into se electronics uh microphones um and i've got robert's entire kit it's all se when i sing i sing either into my warm audio 47 clone or i sing into my uh, se electronics v7x with a v7 grill which is very important for plosives, but uh, yeah, I've, I'm. You could tell that I, I am very into microphones. <laughs> I love the SE stuff. Hoping to get my hands on one of their Rupert Neve microphones soon. But nice. Yeah, save they, up a it's bit not. A co- yeah, it's not a company I'm super super familiar with with their microphones. But uh, like I said to you before we started, like man, those are some nice sounding dynamics. I'm gonna have to uh, <laughs> look into that a little bit. Yeah, they're they're really great. And actually, like Miles Kennedy, who's my hero, he like that's how I got introduced to SE Electronics microphones. I saw because Miles has got his own signature SE mic, so I was like, gotta have it. So really? I, thought it was, I thought it was Billie Come Eilish on. that got you into it, man. <laughs> no, I mean Billie whatever Eilish. works. I mean she is she is endorsed by SE, and she has her own signature mics with SE. But uh, her and Billy Gibbons too from. Uh, CZ top, so that's really cool. That's a really interesting lineup, just those three in a row. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's really got, cool. Like. <laughs> yeah, metal pop and like quintessential rock. So it's like, what's not to like? Honestly, they're very versatile <laughs> microphones. And yeah, actually, I've no, got a new amp coming, classic. it's on the way. It's a Friedman BE100 Deluxe 100 watt head. <sighs> So that and that that amp is gonna be really sick. <laughs> Friedman stuff is ridiculous. It it's is just... so good. It is. It's so good. I'm a I'm a huge Jerry Cantrell fan. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm all about the, uh, the Friedman. that Friedman Double J. I'm like, dude, yeah. I would sell my kidneys. Both of them. <laughs> I don't even need them anymore. Honestly, if I have that amplifier. I don't even need them. <laughs> like, yeah, <just>. honestly. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, let's move over to the drum world. I'm curious now. Yeah. I am I'm gonna be straight with you, Rob. I don't know anything about drums except for they go bang bang. <laughs> But that's pretty. It's a pretty good education. <laughs> that's pr- that's what all I need to know. Okay, cool. <laughs> but uh, what are you rocking for a kit? Oh, uh, um, well, uh, I got endorsed by a DS Drums. Uh, uh, a, a, another drummer in um, LA, Ivan Capelli, helped me out with that endorsement. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, they got uh, my my kit, which I helped des- I designed with the uh, president at the time, and my my dad actually helped me out too. Um, so it's, uh, my design on the kit and it's, uh, maple kit. Uh, I really like it. They're, they're custom drums. So I, I pretty much picked what I want. And so when you get what you want, you're, you're really happy with it. You're exactly. So I had no, no complaints. I was like, I got it. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. And then, um, I got a black beauty, Ludwig black beauty snare. Um, I got Zildjian K's, 
Uh, and I have one one Sabian, AJ Jack Power Ride, which I absolutely love. And uh, just recently, I, I think I announced this like yesterday or two days ago. Yesterday, yeah. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Um, I got a Vader drumstick endorsement. And uh, congrats on that, man. That's thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, shout out to uh, JD from Drumland who uh, helped me out with that one too. And uh, yeah, that that so that the drumsticks was the uh, once I got the the DS endorsement, I was like, I I need a, a drumstick endorsement because uh, what one I really like Vader, and that those are the sticks I was using. So I was like, I, I reached out to them because I'm like, if I can get endorsed by them and they can like post me and stuff, that'd be sick. Yeah. So that that's what I'm rocking with. And uh, obviously the SE uh, arena pack with the mics, courtesy of Nick. <laughs> courtesy of SE of Nick. Courtesy of shout out to Nick for sucking that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, shout out to Tony from SE Electronics for hooking me up. But yeah. To say too, for one more point on the drums, for Vader, um, mm-hmm. they also have a badass freaking name. Let's just be serious. Oh I mean, yeah. I just yeah. want to be endorsed for them for that. Like yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you use for drumsticks? Vader. 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 Like, uh, I know it's not spelled the same, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Darth yeah. Vader soundtrack. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> they they need to somehow get the the Disney rights to the IP of just Darth Vader and just do some do some ads with that. Yeah, I would sick. have Darth Vader like drums on my sticks. Like, oh yeah, dude. Darth Vader <laughs> rap on the drumstick. Yes, that would be fantastic. that's a good idea, man. <laughs> Uh, one more thing I wanted to make sure that we touched on um, was you guys released an EP uh, not all that long ago, your debut EP with Rev It Up. When when did you guys drop that? That was dropped. I think we released the whole thing on Spotify, uh, or at least most of it on Spotify. Uh, um, actually, no, all of it on Spotify around last, uh, around like 2021. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like 2021, December-ish, around Christmas, like we fall, dropped the whole thing. winter. Uh, so what? So we recorded it in 2020. Actually, we recorded it at Iguana Studios. We did the music video for Summer Zars in that tw- summer of 2021. Yeah, we did the uh, "Don't Know I Love You" uh, video at Iguana. Yeah, in the fall, and then we got them all on Spotify. And then we've been doing some releases. We just got finally um, our because uh, the songs that didn't have music videos, we didn't have them up on YouTube. So we we just put like our, our fourth song on that EP, "Sweeter Than Honey." on youtube now so it's like available on everything yeah so now so you can go on our link tree <laughs> and, go on uh, sticks and stones dot italy to yeah sticks and stones dot italy and yeah and you can find and you can find our ep on spotify or anywhere apple music anywhere yeah. oh it's a, it's a fantastic listen like i really i dig the diversity you guys have you I think you kind of show off everything you can do which I think is so important for a band like you guys to, it's not this, Hey, here's a bunch of straight up, just riffing rock and roll tracks, which yeah. don't get me wrong. I dig that as much as the next guy, yeah. but you got to have a little bit of, there's like some heaviness in there. There's some just good old ripping rock and roll tracks. And then there's yeah. this ballad, like this little bit of everything. I dig it. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what, that's kind of, I think that's kind of what our thing is. Like even our, like our, we have about like eight to 10 songs re- ready to go. And we have like straight up like seventies type rock songs all the way until like Alter Bridge Gojira style, <laughs> like heavy. So like, it's like, so it, it covers our songs covers such a wide variety of genres. And I feel like that's just cause we have a wide variety of uh, influences. Yeah. So soon, soon we got to drop a, a reggae tune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I figured that was coming tune. next. That's just yeah. the next logical step. And then yeah. eventually there'll be some rap, I'm assuming, some hip hop, maybe. No. No. Country. No. Country. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I can, see, I can see it. Put on some cowboy hats. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the, the closest we'll get to that is like those memes where it's like the da na 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 is what it feels like to drive a Ram or like those, <laughs> those, 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 those memes. Car commercials, I think yeah. that might be like the closest we Dude, make one of those I memes. if I don't turn on a commercial in like the next five years and hear <laughs> a, a countryfied version of you guys like <laughs> built tough. Like, just in know, the back of a Ram just I'm driving around the countryside. And you just hear a banjo in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going to Nashville, that's pretty – I have a good friend of mine who is a straight up rock and roll dude. And he started going to Nashville to play with some buddies of his. 
and like just slowly became a country guitarist. Yeah. And I was like, dude, yeah. it happens. The banjo it's very, it's, just appeared in his hand one day. <laughs> he just woke yeah. up. What happened to my guitars? Why do I only have four strings? Proceeds to start yodeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. How, did, they, how is, did the yodeling Walmart kid get in my band? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Nashville is very country. They have, they're, especially like in the bars and stuff there. It's, it's either, it's like country or like, very very mainstream rock like there's not a lot of um like off the radio type rock it's very like bon jovi like like you know pop rock type stuff right but and but it's it's mainly country yeah it's mainly oh, for sure yeah it's well mainly, country's massive now yeah country well country's always well, always massive, i feel like but, they've been pretty consistent yeah it's that crossover now where they have I heard a track the other day it was the hell was it? It was Florida Georgia Line and I, I it was oh my god, this is gonna bother me. I have to, I have to Google it. <laughs> it's gonna bother me. And it just like I was like, What? Like they're not even <laughs> trying anymore. It's just straight up he's rapping. Like there's yeah. no Yeah. I have to look yeah, this up of- now, guys. Excuse me. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is gonna bother me so much if I don't uh, yeah. rap song. I'm gonna try and figure this out. <laughs> yeah, with Nelly. Yes, oh, with Nelly. I was like, <laughs> this could be a really old song. I have no idea, but I remember we're sitting there, like we're driving down. I mean, the wife are driving down the road, and all of a sudden the song pops up, and I'm like, aren't they like a country artist kind of? She's like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, no, anyway, just... Well, even, well, even like Megadeth, they just released a, a song with Ice-T. Right. But I mean, but Ice-T like, does me, have his recent, own metal band. Recently, Ice-T. Yeah. If you went back, like old Ice-T with Megadeth would have been pretty surprising. But Ice-T now, because yeah, he's in the metal now. Yeah, he won, he's, like, got the, he's got the, the body count stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a body count fan, especially like the old body count. So like, yeah. But also I could see Dave like, I bet Dave's got some bars, man. I bet he <laughs> bet. some bars. I would bet. Put him on he, the could, track. he probably could sit there. <laughs> and I and I don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I'm a massive Megadeth fan, but I I am a Megadeth fan. But yeah, that's yeah. my that's my fun Dave Mustaine impression. It's, <laughs> everyone does it. Obviously. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I bet you Dave. I bet you he's got some bars, man. It wouldn't even shock me. Yeah. If they were like, oh, it's new Megadeth song and Dave's rapping, I'd be like, this yeah, new Megadeth song. It's 808s and trap hi hats. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dave like rapping. Oh, you see about, like, like you're gonna see like ridiculous. Drake featuring Dave Mustaine. What? Drake what? featuring Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Because I could like again, I just be like. Okay, like yeah. Just, I mean, for God's sakes, freaking uh, like you look at like what Demi Lovato's doing right now. Oh which, yeah. like, My wife's a huge Demi Lovato fan, so like I'm a closet Demi Lovato fan. Yeah. But now, yeah. like you know, with Nina just joining her band and oh, everything, yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, like this is getting ready to rock. Take yeah. off, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like I, I've and I've been arguing with people about this because like, look, can't believe she left Alice Cooper for Demi, and I'm like. Mm, really you can't believe that yeah i like, could believe that i i can understand like oh well I, I, alice cooper's a respectable guy absolutely it's one of the best gigs you can have as a yeah. hired gun but so is playing for one of the biggest pop stars in the world who's getting ready to try and make this massive shift and yeah. she wants songwriters and stuff <laughs> you know yeah no yeah honestly it's it's kind of a, a, especially it's like she's like a girl guitar player too, so it even suits like the image. And, well, and like, she's also like one of the best guitar players out there. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So, so well, that kind of helps. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. helps just yeah, a little I mean, bit. You know, know, whatever. I, that helps a little bit. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's just a beast. Like, yeah, she is. She's insane. She's got the riffs too, man. Like, yeah. And and you killed it, by the way, on the dead inside uh, entry, man. Like that was. I really liked your version of that. Yeah. <laughs> My David Draymond impression. Yeah. And I'm a big, I'm a big Disturbed fan. So I was like, hmm, I don't know. Like this is, <laughs> this is some big shoes. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I respect, respect. I yeah. liked it. <laughs> no, I but definitely, yeah, I definitely don't have a David Draymond voice, but I tried. <laughs> yes. As long as you didn't come up with like, Wah! like, dude, don't. Wah! Just, yeah, just, like, just, 
<laughs> don't don't do what Trivium did. Just stay yeah. away. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> stay as far Shout away out. from that as possible. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Trivium. But boys, it's been an absolute pleasure just getting the getting to hear about you guys' careers a little bit and getting to chat with you and getting to know you here. Last question I always like to ask people when they're on the show for the first time. It's kind of a staple question here. Now I know there's been a lot of shows over the last couple of years. Yep. But do you have a story about either the best show you guys ever played or alternatively the worst show you ever played and it was like comical or you can give me both? I think our, our best show or at least one that made me feel like, um, this is sick. This is like dream come true stuff is when we just when we played for John five, we opened up for John five. And that was the first time we had like a, a green room. And, you know, you go there, they had like water in the in the fridge, came with beers and stuff. And you had like your own green room. It felt like really cool. Yeah. I feel like that was like a really, really cool experience. And it was a really like almost like a hard work paid off type of moment. And uh, I, I just thought that was really cool for me. I thought that was like epic. And uh, to, to play like on, on the stage at the Phoenix was really cool, too. And hopefully playing. Uh, September 30th with Gilby Clark is going to be like a really sick experience because Gilby did Guns N' Roses, man. It's like, I mean, yeah, that's awesome to play with, uh, to play with Gilby Clark is really cool. Like that's, that's one of, one of the, probably one of the biggest names that you could, you could, well, maybe not the biggest, biggest names, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a big name to, to play with and to be able to say, yeah, I opened up for Gilby Clark. It's really cool. Especially yeah. given your history with being such a fan, right, of JNI. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's going to be just, oh, yeah, yeah that's going to be cool. So that'll be your answer the next time. The next time. The next time. Like, yeah, it'll be Clark Show. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> awesome. Or All we right, might have boys, another it's... Tim Hortons one. Oh, we'll please. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll oh, yeah. That. No, please. I would, I'm just going to have you guys on like once every, once in a while, just to be like, yo, all right, share some stories with me about people throwing Tim Hortons cups <laughs> at you. And I expect one. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, boys. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having us. It was great. All right, folks. There you have it. My chat with Robert and Nick from Sticks and Stones. I hope that you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. It was just a blast getting to chat with those guys. Be sure to check out the links down below in the description of this podcast for some links to Sticks and Stones and check them out. They definitely deserve your support. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a like, leave a rating if you can. I very much appreciate it. If you would like to keep up with The Hottest Show, you can do so by checking us out on social media. We are under Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under The Hotter Show. I do have a Discord channel for The Hotter Show community in which I go on and post memes and have fun topics and go live all the time to hang out and chat and edit and things of that nature. If you would like to join the Harder Show Discord, you can do so on my link tree, which is just link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, link tree, but the dot E-E, forward slash the Harder Show, or just go on the Harder Show Instagram and click the link in my bio, and you will find the link to the Discord there, or alternatively, you can also just hit me up and I will send you a link to the Discord that way. If you are listening to this podcast on the Spreaker app, which I sure hope you are because it's a fantastic app, be sure to leave a comment on there and let me know what you thought of this episode. Leave a like. I very much appreciate it. And if you are listening to this on Spotify or, or uh, Apple Podcasts or YouTube or wherever, leave a rating if you can, and also hit that subscribe button. I very much appreciate it. And while you're at it, and while you're at it, be sure to check out all of the other fine programs we have here on the Grey Rooms Productions Podcast Network. We, of course, have the Grey Rooms Horror Anthology Podcast, the best there is out there. If you're into horror audio dramas, check out the Grey Rooms. If you haven't, it is seriously the best audio drama podcast out there. They are hard at work with season five right now. I cannot freaking wait. I am so, so hyped for that. But in the meantime, I recommend, honestly, go back to episode one and just binge 
the whole series because you're when you're done you're going to want to binge it again because it is seriously freaking amazing it is such an incredible podcast and i have so much love and respect for everybody over at the gray rooms team for what they do and if your needs for horror paranormal based stuff is is, is maybe a, 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 not on the fictional side but you want something a little more real check out the ghost signal now the ghost signal is a paranormal podcast that is based on the situations that control operator Jeff, who's the host of the show, finds himself in, in which he walks you guys through paranormal investigations that he has done himself personally with some actual audio footage of some of the investigations, as well as he shares stories about real life paranormal situations. And he will also occasionally do some paranormal story readings of his own. Ghost Signal, absolutely fantastic. Check it out. And there's more coming. For the Graham's Productions, it's not just horror-related content. The Graham's Productions Network is growing. I am living proof of that. I am not a horror podcast. So be sure to uh, stay tuned to the Graham's Productions Network because there's a lot of really, really cool stuff coming. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And if you would like to maybe do a little bit more to help support the Hotter Show, you can do so by joining the Hotter Show Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Hotter Show. Just like my fine patrons, my hotheads, we have all the hotheads here that I, of course, need to give a freaking shout out to because they are seriously the best people. We have, of course, my man, Scotty D, the man, the myth, the legend. We have the Grey Rooms podcast. I mean, Come on. I can't say enough wonderful things about the Grey Room Podcast. We got Ronan Kamori, Wolf Delta Pi, Eric Phones, Arthur Unk, Mike Quintero. Rounding everyone out. Some seriously badass human beings in this. And if you would like a little shout out on every episode of the show and access to a Patreon exclusive horror narration podcast that I do in which some of my patron friends uh, will be joining me for, which I'm very excited about. Check out the Hotter Show Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get a shout out and access to exclusive content. Not the podcast, but other exclusive content, and also the Discord feeds that you can only get on if you are a patron. And for the $5 and above tier, you will get access to the exclusive Patreon podcast, which I have so much fun doing. And honestly, I put a lot of work into it. I put as much work into my Patreon podcast as I do this podcast, if not more in some ways, because it is a kind of horror audio drama-esque horror narration podcast. So we have a lot of fun over on the Patreon. Be sure to go check it out. But if not, I just appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. You are seriously the best. And with that, I'm going to sign off here today. I will catch you next time right here. On the Hotter Show. Take it easy, guys. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.